moment, I'm going to get the privilege to baptise Lucy. And I wonder, when you think about baptism, what do you think about? What does it represent and what does it mean? Because soon Lucy's going to jump into the water and it's freezing cold. But we're going to dunk her and we're going to bring her out of the water. And it points to an eternal reality. It points to something quite powerful that our Saviour, Christ Jesus, He was beaten, He was mocked, He was scorned. And he was nailed to a cross. He died a horrific death. He took the weight and the sin of all of humanity. We've all stuffed up. We've all fallen short of the glory of God and our sin has separated us from God. So we needed a sacrifice. We needed something, someone to bridge the gap. Someone had to make the sacrifice and the man who knew no sin became sin for us so we could have relationship with God. It was our stuff ups. It was our wrongdoings that put Jesus on the cross. And then he stood there and said, it is finished. And he got buried. And three days later, he rose to new life, representing that he has conquered death on our behalf. So when they get baptised, they're raised out of the water. We don't leave them under the water, but it symbolically symbolises that they are washed clean, that they are freed and forgiven, that that's their new identity, that's their new reality. And the beautiful thing is, it doesn't mean that they won't stuff up again. They'll still sin, they'll still stumble and they'll still fall. But what they're saying, what Lucy's saying tonight is, I'm jumping on the potter's wheel. I'm saying, God, would you mould me? Would you shape me? Would you make me more into your image, more like Christ Jesus as I grow in my relationship with God? With that in mind, we're going to jump into tonight's message that is not an earthly tent, but a heavenly home. Turn to the person next to you and tell them, not an earthly tent, but a heavenly home. As I'm looking out at everyone, I know that some of you love camping and some of you hate camping. The thought of a tent is just something that you can't handle. And when you go camping, often things go wrong. Things don't always go to plan. I'm thinking of one of our lovely youth that we love and adore here who he went camping Last school holidays and his dad got bitten by a snake and had to get airlifted to hospital. Things didn't go so well. Praise Jesus that the venom didn't go into his bloodstream and he was fine. But it's a pretty crazy thing. And there's also things that aren't in our control like the weather. And those of you who hate camping are thinking to yourself, see, this is why I never go camping. And then those of you who love camping are like, yeah, yeah, things go wrong. And, you know, it's all part of the story. It's all part of the adventure. This has been the reality for me sometimes when things are out of my control, like the weather. And there's been a few times where I haven't been prepared for the weather. And there's a short video that I'm going to share. Ignore my commentary, but part of it is in the Grampians and part of it is in Tasmania. Turn your eyes to the screen and have a look as the rains come pouring down and what happens to me while I'm camping. Oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Oh, oh. oh no. <laughs> Where's this leg? Where is it? Oh, here it is. I oh, know. 
There's Lachlan. What are you doing in my swamp? So the first one is in the Grampians. It's the middle of the night and our gazebo, our six by three metre gazebo has flown into the air and come crashing down and some of the metal poles have stabbed into the ground and luckily it landed next to our swags but not on top. And the other time was early in the morning in Tasmania where we got woken up by the water coming up through our swags because we were basically floating on the water and it wasn't too pretty. But in both of these situations... We weren't too stressed because the first time we knew that we were all okay. That we all chipped in 80 bucks for the gazebo and, you know, we'd lost our money, but we knew that the rain was going to stop in a couple of days, we're going to go back home and it was going to be all good. And in the other time, Tasmania, we thought, well, if our swags are a little bit wet and they're a little bit damp, it's not the end of the world as well. That once again, our tent, our swag, wasn't something that we're going to be sleeping in for the rest of our lives. It was only temporary. Some of you see where I'm going. And let me give you a couple more examples because I'm a school teacher and I teach year sevens. And we've had a couple... Thank you, team. We have had a couple of experiences together camping. And our first experience was just out the back here and we were having a camp out. And I wasn't as organised as I probably needed to be, so we didn't get to do it in term one. And instead, we did it halfway through term two. What I probably didn't calculate was how cold it was going to get in the middle of the night. And the students quickly realised their oodies weren't enough, and we were freezing cold. I remember waking up at three in the morning, and it's three degrees, and I am freezing as. It wasn't a great situation, but I knew that it was just one night in the swag, so it would be okay. Fast forward a couple of terms, we were preparing them for something bigger, where we were camping for a whole week. And we went to the Flinders Ranges on a camel trek. And we were camping out together for five nights. And it was an incredible journey, incredible adventure. But the beauty of it was we were preparing, planning, and we got to connect. We got to journey together. We got to pray over one another. And it was this real special time of bonding together. But I knew going into it that, yes, I was taking 36 year sevens to the middle of nowhere, but it was only for a week. I didn't have to put up with them for multiple years in the bush and I knew that it was just a week. So I could have the best time. We could enjoy it all together because I knew it was just a week. You see, our life here on earth is short in comparison to all of eternity. You see, we can have a joy, a hope, a peace on this earth because we know whatever we go through, we have an eternal reality, that we're living in an earthly tent, but we have a heavenly home. So when you're feeling worried, stressed, maybe you're struggling with mental health, maybe there's family situations that are hard, maybe school is really hard, I want to encourage us not to fix our eyes on what is seen. When the rains are coming down, when you're freezing cold, when you're really struggling, let us fix our eyes on what is unseen. Let us fix our eyes onto the cross, the truth that was, that is, and will always be. In our lives, I wonder, do we invest in the temporary or do we invest in the eternal? I want to jump into the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. In this passage, Paul is speaking to the church in Corinth. Paul's trade is tent making. 
What does the church in Corinth do? The Corinthians sell tents. Just up our alley tonight, isn't it? Chapter 5, verse 1. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. What is the beauty of that passage, the beauty of that verse? That anything built by human hands can rot, can spoil, can fade. But anything built of God that's eternal will never be taken away from you. People can take your possessions. People can do things to you. People can hurt you. But our eternal reality, no one can ever take that away. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Verse 2, Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. I wonder what we invest in. Is it the temporary or is it the eternal? What's temporary? Maybe it's the Macca's meal you're going to get tomorrow morning for breakfast. Maybe it's your current art piece that you've been working really hard on. Or maybe you've been so consumed with getting the best grade for your ATAR that you can get into the university course. Or maybe you're looking to buy the latest pair of shoes or maybe you're training really hard for sports so you can get the best and fairest or your team can win the grand final. All those things are temporary. Let's read on in this passage. Verse 4 onwards. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up. By life. Now, the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. What does that mean? That God says, No, no, I'm not just leaving you here on this earth to go about your means before eternity. No, no, no. It starts now that I've given you my Holy Spirit to be equipped, to be empowered. That's your guarantee for this life. That's your support so you can have a joy, a hope and a peace despite what's going on in your earthly tent, knowing your heavenly reality. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord for we live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please Him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. I'm not saying those temporary things I shared about before are bad, but what I am saying is that we need the right perspective. We need to have the right priority. Why did we announce camp so early? Because we want you to prioritise it. Temporary things aren't bad, but we need to have it in the right alignment. Why do we do certain things at Hills Youth? Why do we give honour and praise? Why do we jump around? Why do we worship God? Because that's what we're going to be doing in heaven. Why do I speak about being God's family, being brothers and sisters in Christ? Why do we have small groups? Why do we journey together? Why do we want to do life together? Because that's what heaven's going to be like. That's what eternity's like. Why do we have baptisms? Because it points to what Christ has done for us, being obedient to Him. Why do we have responses? Why do we have times in prayer? Because we know that you're listening to so many other voices. We want to hear from God's voice. Why do we 
hold this Word so high above any other book, above any other Word, because it's a living, breathing, active Word of God, the Word that was, the Word that is, and the Word that will always be. That's something that's eternal. That's something that's not temporary. I worked in America for four months and I was working a Christian summer camp and when I got there, everyone noticed that I sounded different. And I even acted a bit different to they did and they were sort of caught off guard. And then my friends got to know me a bit more and they got used to my accent. But whenever I would go somewhere new, if I was ever ordering food, I'd often have to repeat myself because they didn't understand me. They knew that I was different. They knew that I was foreign. But you see, do you know what the beautiful thing was? I had a working visa and I knew that I wasn't a citizen of America. And I was actually proud of it because I was happy to be an Aussie. I didn't want to be an American citizen. You know, it was great to visit there. It was great to be there, but it wasn't my home. What do I mean by this? Our citizenship isn't here on this earth, that we are citizens of heaven, that we have to be different. We should speak differently. We should look differently. We should act differently because this isn't our home. We're only passing by. That that is our reality as Christians, that we're not citizens of instant gratification. We're not citizens of the world. We're not citizens of what everyone else says. We're not citizens of what everyone else might be doing, but we are citizens of heaven. I wonder what this looks like for us. You see, the greatest heroes of the faith aren't those who seek the glory and fame in this life, but those who give their life and know their life is a temporary assignment, knowing that their rewards are in eternity. So don't waste your energy and your concern for the temporary. We are not home yet. Just wait for the celebration, the glory that is waiting for you. So it doesn't matter if we receive the glory on this life or not. I wonder if we take this word and apply it, what it looks like for us. I wonder what it looks like for you to take this message into your family. I wonder what it looks like for your school. I wonder what it looks like for your future. I wonder what it looks like for your workplace. I wonder how it changes your attitude. I wonder how it changes your fears, your anxiety, your worries, your stress. I wonder what it would do for us as Hills Youth. I wonder what it would do for a generation of young people in the Adelaide Hills and beyond. But let's not just wonder. Let's step into this together and throw off the temporary and go, God, no, I know whose I am. So let's not wonder, but let's journey in this together, knowing that we are citizens of heaven, that here is our earthly tent, but we want to live our lives knowing our heavenly home and knowing what God has in store for us. And when we do that, we know that the Holy Spirit is our guarantee, our guide and our advocate, that we can go through anything in this life knowing what we have to come. Let me pray as... We invite Lucy up. I'm not sure what better response to this message is than seeing someone come to Christ and share what God's done in their life. Let me pray. Father, we just thank You for our eternal reality. We thank You that we are kids of the kingdom. 
We thank You that that's where we are found. That's our starting place, Lord. We ask that You would stir and You would challenge us. What are we fixing our eyes on, Lord? Lord, we acknowledge that temporary things aren't always bad, but Lord, would You give us the right priority, the right perspective? Father, let us prioritise the things of You. Let us be hungry to jump into Your Word and to worship and to give honour and power to Your name. In Jesus' precious name, Amen.